Good morning, Mid-Cities. How's everyone doing this morning? Dios les bendiga. Saludos de parte de Odessa Campus. I know some of you understood that, some of you didn't, but I just want to relay a message. Odessa Campus sends their blessings to you. Uh, my name is Filomeno Galindo, Jr. Uh, just don't worry about what I said the first part. If, if you can remember Philo, that's half of it. That's good enough. Good morning. I'm uh, Odessa Campus Pastor, and I just want to... I just want to thank God that uh, we have an opportunity to come together as a family and praise and worship Him. And not only that, but be able to receive what God has in store for us. Every single Sunday, every single day, we can receive something from God. It's either from our spouse, family, uh, but we're here today. And, and I feel and I know that I have a word from God to you this morning. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys uh, know, but I'm actually Pastor Andrew's twin brother. I know that doesn't look like it, but we actually started two, cam two campuses the same day, the 25th of March of 2000, 2018, and we're so excited what God is doing in Odessa. Uh, we're we're in, in, in the next steps of our building. We have a potential building for next year, uh, something that our worship team loves. They're not going to be able to set up and tear down. We, we go in in the auditorium on Fridays and we set up, and then Sunday morning after we get done, we tear down. And something that really has built a relationship amongst our, our worship team, it's Lalo, our worship director. He said, Pastor, that's something that I'm going to miss. I said, don't worry about it, Lalo. I got everything figured out. Once we go into our building, once a month, we're going to get together. We're going to tear down. We're going to set up again. <laughs> and he, he just had a big old smile. So we're, we're excited what God has in store. Tell your neighbor this moment, why wait? Why wait? And I know there's some young folk in here. I know there's some teenagers, and you're like, wait for what? You know, come on. There's always a question, and there's always a response. There's always an answer that God has in store for us as, as, as his children. Why wait? Let me start off with a story. There is this recognized evangelist finishing describing hell and began talking about heaven. It went into great detail on the streets of gold lined with the mansions that awaited the believers on the other side that many of us could call that on the other side. He paused for a dramatic effect and shouted, how many of you here want to go to heaven? Every hand in the meeting hall was raised except of that eight-year-old eight year boy sitting in the front pew. And the preacher said, don't you want to go to heaven too, son? He said, yeah, but I thought you were filling up a bus today to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go and, and, and partake of the things that God has in store for us, but there's a saying that I've read, and it's impacted the majority of my life, and everybody wants to enjoy heaven after they die, but they don't want to be heavenly minded while they live. Something that we need to acknowledge is that God has set talents and gifts in my life. There's gifts and talents that God has set in your life. The only way we're going to find out what God has put in store in our lives is for us to be able to serve the kingdom. And that's the only way that I could see that we can acknowledge and be able to put into place, into practice, and to serve God's people. That's the only way we're going to find out how, to, how our gifts and talents have been stored in us. And we just call them out to manifest for the blessing of the church. There's a scripture in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God came to give us life. 
He came to give us everlasting life. And I know we're all born into this world. Pastor Ernie was saying we were born into this world. He probably didn't even expect to even come and wear boots, right? Especially living in Texas. But we're born, we grow, we mature, and then we die. Now, that's something that's taken place in some of our lives, in some of our family members' lives. But if Jesus delays his coming until the specific day that he has, we will all pass through this moment. We're going to grow old, we're going to mature, and we're going to die. But every human being goes through these stages of process of continuous physical, psychological, and intellectual changes. And this is irreversible, guys. There's, there, there's not a fountain of youth that exists. The only way that we can probably consider everlasting life, it's in the Word of God and believing in Jesus. So it's an irreversible and permanent evolution of changes as our body presents phases of growth, matureness, and degeneration. This past week, I had a call from one of our Odessa, uh, Odessa family. And they said, Pastor Philo, can you come and pray? Our mom is very ill. She's in her, on her deathbed. And I said, yes. And as I went, and I was just praying and just thinking about our processes in life, and there's things that take place, and, and it's inevitable. It's inevitable. We're going to go through that transition. And as I was praying, I was, I was telling God, I said, God, that's, this is amazing. And I even shared with the family, I said, this is amazing for your mother. And they looked at me like, how, Pastor? How can you say that? I said, this is amazing because Jesus is going to become more real to her than what Jesus is real to us at this moment. Sometimes we don't think about death. We don't think about getting prepared. But it's something that we have already in place in our lives. There's a scripture in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 8. It says, who though... He was in form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to, to, gra to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in a human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Now, there's a couple of words that, that just resonate and just stand out. The Bible says that he emptied himself. He left everything. He left all the worship. He left everything to come into this world to die for you and me, to shed his blood on the cross for the salvation, the reconciliation, and the transformation of our lives. He became a servant. He was born. But most of all, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. Now, there's a decision that you're going to take this, this, this afternoon. And you can say, Pastor Philo, why am I going to decide for something? Every single day, there, there's decisions to be made. And today, I want to encourage you to take a decision in order to give your life, in order to serve, in order to love, and also give your life to forgive. Now, we might think, why in that specific order? Because the majority of the time, we focus on everything that has to do with our personal life. We focus, we look at ourselves in the morning, in the mirror, and we see how we're looking. If, if I don't like... If I don't like how I'm dressed, I, I for sure change. And then you go into the hall and ask one of your kids, hey, does this look good or, or do I need to change or something? There's things that sometimes we focus so much things in life. But there's four words that I want to share with you. I want to share with you life, serve, love, and forgive. We have, we have Paula 
Olivares at Odessa campus. She's a part-time admin there, and she's doing an excellent job. There was a moment she came into the office. She said, Pastor Philo, we have to be willing to forgive the person when we first meet them. And I'm like, what? Yeah, we, we have to forgive that person when we first meet them. And I'm trying to think, why? And she said, because one day, either you or I or them, they're probably not going to meet our expectations or they're probably going to fail us in some sense and we have to be ready to forgive them. And if we forgive them right then and there when we meet them, we don't have to worry about it in the future. We can still love. We can still encourage. We can still walk alongside them. But there's four words that, that come to, to our thought this morning. And there's a scripture in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came to give you life. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He came to serve. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And he became a ransom to many. And for those who acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he has paid a price for you and I. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 and 20 we love because he first loved us. And if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. It's easy to love someone that loves us. But it's not so easy to love someone that doesn't love us. There's another scripture 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess, confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is something that God does in your life. This is something that God did in my life. I came to Jesus and I confessed my sins that he, was, he is faithful enough and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I experienced that, that whenever God came and he showed himself through the word and became real and the word became flesh and it started living and dwelling and doing something inside of me. We go through different stages of life. If you work out in the oil field, uh, I mean, I, I know your burden. I did uh, subcontract welding for 20, 24 years and there's no mercy in the oil field. It's either you're here or there's 10, 10 guys outside the gate waiting to take your spot. And I go, man, I'll show up Sunday. Calling Pastor Daniel and not this, hey, Pastor, I won't be able to show up, man. I got to work. There's no mercy, but there's some time that you have to find a moment to forgive. You encounter many relationships throughout life. Some relationships are good, and you just receive the blessing of having awesome friends. But there's some relationships that, that, that try to suck you dry of anything that you've been going through, especially when you're in need. But then we have a, a, a couple that are married. I mean, there's love all the way around it. And not, but not least, but church. We come to church to serve. We come to church to be able to, to be amongst our family. Jesus came to give us abundant life. He came to give us a beautiful life. But the majority of the time, I saw these words in this order. I would see life. Because I was focusing on Philo. I would see serve. It's easy to serve someone who serves me. It's easy 
to be able to bless somebody that blesses me. But then I would see love. It's easy to love somebody that loves me, but I couldn't love people who didn't love me. But then at the end, forgiveness. Oh, I'm going to leave that for last. And this is something very interesting that the majority of the time I looked at these words and I saw these words become real to me in a sense that Jesus was showing me. I was looking at life, serving, loving, and forgiving, and Jesus was on the other side, and he said, I want you to turn that around, Philo. Because when Jesus made his presence known in my life, I had this encounter. He forgave me first. He loved me. He came to serve me. And not only that, he came to give me an abundant life. My first real date with Jesus was forgiveness. That was my first date. It wasn't all show and glory and just joy and everything that could even be unimaginable. Just the first time I met Jesus was for forgiveness. There was a lot of tears in my life. There was a lot of repentance. There was a lot of things that was bringing me away from my family, from my children, from my relationship with my wife. But the day that Jesus came and he became present and became real in my life, I confessed my sins. And he was just to forgive me, not only one sin, but all sins. Now, whatever stage in life that you are walking today, and sometimes we think, well, once saved, always saved. Well, let me tell you something. There is things in your life, in my life, that we need to pertain and we need to focus and we need to maintain and walking in obedience, walking in his word, because there's going to be somebody that's going to, how do we say here on the, the, the West Texas Oldfield? He's just going to feel cross-threaded sometimes. Your relationships are going to get cross-threaded sometimes, and there, there are moments that you can't do anything to change it. But there's something that God has left us. He left us his word. He came to forgive us. He came to love us. He came to serve us. He came to give us life. Just a while ago, we sang, who you say I am. But the song also says, he who the sun sets free is a child of God. When you come to the acknowledgement And to know Jesus through the word, he becomes real in your life and he changes everything. We also sang, build my life. I will build my life upon your love. God loved us first. And when we sang holy ground, show us your glory. There's a moment that we come as people, we come as believers in Christ and we say, Jesus, I want you to show me your glory. I want you to manifest whatever's going on in my life. And I want you to change the circumstances. I want you to do what you need to do in my life. I want you to just do something, God. But there's a moment that there's before Jesus takes a step, there's something that we have to do. We have to surrender all. Pastor Daniel preached a couple of weeks ago. We come and worship. We come in the door. It's not only our gifts, but it's a moment of when we worship and adore and give them our all. We give, surrender, and subdue everything in our lives to him. Maybe you're here today thinking, how can I enjoy life? How can I serve? Or how can I love someone? How can I forgive? And I know these words are very impactful, but usually forgiving should be the first thing. Forgiving should be 
our thought, initial thought, every single moment, every single relationship, that we need to be ready to forgive. Why? Because our relationship will begin when we acknowledge our present state. We cannot move forward as a church. We cannot move forward as children of God, not recognizing our present state. We have to recognize our present state in order to move forward. And there's something that I acknowledge in my present state. There was something in my life that needed to be surrendered to Christ, and that was my, my life, my marriage, my family. Or we can say for sure, I'll be all right with the new year coming. Have you heard that slang that said, new year near me? Well, or someone say, what? Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean new year near me? Jesus is saying, new year and it starts with me. But not only we have to wait till the new year. I know some of us might have a list of resolutions, new year resolutions. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to get a specific eating or, or whatever, whatnot. I want to share something with you, something that happened to me when we started Odessa Campus. I said, man, I'm going to have time to go to the gym, Pastor Mickey. I'm going to, I'm going to go register I'm not going to say what gym I, I, I got, but anyway, I went and filled out the whole form. I gave my credit card information, and they started withdrawing every month. I got a T-shirt, but guess what? The whole year passed, and I never went to the gym. I don't know if that's happened to you. It's like, man, I've been there, done that, bought a T-shirt. Well, I've been there, done that, but I didn't exercise. And sometimes we have priorities, and we have things that we want to do in life, but sometimes we put them in the back burner for some reason. God wants to, to do something in our life beginning today, not the new year. He wants to do something today. And it all starts with forgiveness. Some of you are here. You know there's someone that's hurt you. You know there's someone that's caused pain. Or let's put the shoe on the other foot. Maybe you've hurt someone. Maybe you've said some words that really had brought discouragement to someone. There's a moment that we take decisions and say, I need to make a change today. Why wait? I want to encourage you this, through this message that when we leave Mid-Cities 191, don't get on the bus because that one's going to heaven. <laughs> when you leave today, I want you to get your phone, and I want you to call that person that you need to have closure with. Now, you can say, Pastor, that person is not a, no longer alive. You need to release that in Jesus' name. You need to release it in Jesus' name. You need to, you need to make ends meet. You need to reconcile because Jesus came and reconciled your indifferences with him. He didn't look at your sin. He looked at you, and he said, I'm going to make something great of my daughter. I'm going to make something great of my son. And it's going to be through the, his precious blood. If I can say, I sure do need God's forgiveness to forgive others. I sure do need the love of God to love others. But for me to see a change externally, I, it had, I had to do a change internally for me to see something on the outward. Then life took a turn in the direction that God has always wanted for me. Now there's a turn of events and there's changes that need to take place in your life maybe today but in order for move, for us to move forward we have to acknowledge your present state church there was something in my past believing in Christ being saved 
being born again. There was something in my past that was hurting, that was keeping me from moving forward. My wife and I, Lupita, we would drive through 191 and we would pass by and we would see Mid-City Church. And I said, man, that's a beautiful church. And I would tell my wife, man, this Mexican ain't never going to that church. But God had other plans. We came to Mid-Cities. We came to visit. We got invited when uh, 191 Espanol began. We came to the first service. And we just, everybody was in their place. Everything was great. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Why are these guys having a service one month and then the next month another service? It don't make sense. Well, we came the next month. We came the following month. We came when they started weekly. And guess what? There was a moment in my life that there was something inside of me that needed to, to change. Now, a key to promotion is submission. And there was something that it was difficult for me to resubmit to leadership, to resubmit to whatever God had in store for my life and for my family. And many of you know Pastor Daniel Hernandez. Uh, don't say out or amen, but he's an awesome man of God. And I tell you what, I'm going to encourage you. What I'm fixing to say happened in our relationship, Pastor Daniel and I, Hernandez. It was like two sledgehammers bumping, hitting hard, really hard, bumping heads, just pushing each other like, man, I don't like you. Well, I don't like you either, but you know what? God called you here. I, I got to love you, Philo. I was like, man, I got to love you too, man. You're a little firecracker, you know? And it's like, but at the end of every single bump, like sledgehammers, just pinning at each other, there was a moment that that started breaking and it started sharpening. We started sharpening each other. And oh, yes. Pastor Daniel Hernandez and I, we had come to Jesus meetings. But after we opened that door, we would say, we're going to walk shoulder to shoulder because we have work to do for the kingdom. Amen. And I want to encourage you, that person that really rubs on you the wrong way, you're going to learn the most from them. But you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You have to give them the opportunity. And it all starts with forgiveness. And for me to come to subdue, to surrender to leadership once again, there was a moment in my life, a season in my life, that I had been hurt, that I had been dealt the wrong way. And of course, we know that there's things that happen and they're, they're inevitable. But there was something that I needed to forgive, something in my past that was in my present state that I needed to acknowledge and ask for forgiveness for me to move forward. And the day I did that, everything else started coming into play. We started working alongside together with Pastor Daniel Hernandez. Sometimes we wouldn't see eye to eye. Of course, he's shorter than me, right? But, but we came and we saw things eye to eye spiritually. There's a moment that uh, God wants to give us joy. But it all begins with forgiveness. It all begins with forgiveness, family. Let's find a moment to forgive. Let's find a moment to love. Let's find a moment to serve. Let's find a moment to give life. And sometimes it's going to take your sweat. It's going to take your tears. It's going to take your personal time. But guess what? There's going to be a moment in your life that God is going to use your hands, your vocal, your vocal cords. And he's going to use your feet to take the gospel. Something that God dealt with me. 
We were four years looking for a church to call it home. God brought us here to Mid-Cities. And within those four years, there was a moment that my wife and I would go eat, and we would turn around, and we would see an elderly couple, and I would start crying, and Lupita would say, Philo, is the food that bad? And I'm like, give me a minute. The Holy Spirit is dealing with me. I would see that elderly couple, and I would, I would sense God dropping a word in my spirit and saying, you're going to get there tomorrow, Philo. What are you going to do what I gave you as a gift through my son? And that really impacted me, and I'm, I'm so thankful to God for what he's doing and what he's done. But I don't praise him for what he's done or what he's doing. I praise him for who he is. I want to encourage you, reach out, share the gospel, love people, forgive. Instead of sharing your life, find a moment to bring closure to people in your surroundings. There's a circle of influence that we have as a church, as a body, that we come together but when we see somebody tearing up and just receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, it changes everything. It changes our status in the spiritual. I want to encourage you to take a decision today and say, why wait? And I know this is the last Sunday of the year. and Some of you are going to join a gym, but guess what? It starts today. Your relationship with Jesus needs to be more real in your life every single day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just worship you. We honor you, God, for the things that are going to take place in our life, that you know what you have in store for us, Father, that you have manifested our destiny here on earth, and we're calling it from the heavens to come down and manifest here on earth, Father. You have manifested, Father God, your grace, your love, and you have forgiven us, and you have redeemed us, and you have brought reconciliation to our lives. You have brought healing to many, Father. Lord, we thank you for sending your only son to die on the cross, that because of that blood, we have been redeemed. And Jesus, we thank you for not only leaving and sending the Holy Spirit that walks with us every single day, but Father God, as a church, we subdue everything, we surrender everything, and we want to love, we want to serve, we want to live life, but we also want to forgive, Father God, and that's something that we're going to do beginning today, Lord. We're not going to wait, we're going to do it today. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the relationships that you have brought to our lives and everything that you have done. Thank you, Father, for our story, and thank you, Lord, for our testimony, and thank you, Lord, for putting words in our spirit through our reading the scriptures, Father. We pray, we honor you, we love you, in Jesus' mighty name, amen.